0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Overtime Open Line is brought to you by the Canadian Brew House. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Centre.
1: Reed, Reed Wilkins, Wilkins on, on Oilers, Oilers Radio,
2: 630 Chad. And their leading scorer with the Sedins having retired after 18 mostly brilliant seasons. Here's a steal by Raddy. Tucks it five hole. A giveaway by Hutton and Raddy makes him pay with a second of the night. And it's 4-2 Edmonton. Lightning strikes. Ty Ratty with the lightning on that play and the Oilers win for the second night in a row. 2-0 in the preseason, 4-2. The final decision tonight in Vancouver. Those two for Ratty. yesi puli also scored. Defenseman Caleb Jones had the other one. Berchi and Goldobin with the replies for the Canucks. Hey, thanks for staying up tonight. It's 11-21 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins. It's Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Rob, we'll start with Ty Ratty. I was a little surprised when I saw him in the lineup tonight because I kind of had an indication McDavid wasn't going to play until Thursday, which means Nugent Hopkins and Raddy. I thought maybe wouldn't play until Thursday, but they slide him in there tonight with a couple of uh, you know inexperienced line mates, Marodi and Saffin. But Raddy finds a way to stand out anyway.
1: Well, he, he, the coaching staff sending a message saying you know what, uh, Raddy, we we're going to give you an opportunity to play with Connor McDavid, but don't. Uh, that's not get too overconfident on where you stand with this team. I mean, those guys are going to sit out tonight. These are the are, are stars in the league and you're still trying to find your way. We want to see what you can do without Connor as your sentiment, and tonight he went out and played very, very well. You know, he scored the two goals. He was physical when he had a chance to to throw his body around. Uh, He needed to have a good game. It's a good confidence builder, and uh, I I think that the coaching staff is going to be very happy with the effort that he put forward, and he's going to feel a little more confident going into the next game when he gets to play with the best player in the world.
2: When we go into these preseason games, we often talk about individual performances and storylines, and and the stakes are not the same for every player. I mean, mm-hmm. y- you were you were there yourself, so you, so you know what that is like. Strome, Kara, and Yarvi, thats expected to be the Oilers' third line. They were the Oilers' number one line tonight in terms of the the roster that was dressed. And I thought they were very good. And, and I thought that was probably... I used the term to you during the third period. I don't know if I've ever used it to describe a hockey player tomorrow, but I'll th- before, but I'll throw it out there again. I thought it was a very organized game by Jesse pooley Yeah,
1: and that is something that I think he lacked a lot of times last year. He, he looked lost at times. Uh, he looked like he was trying to do too much, forcing things, getting confused in, in assignments. Uh And he put himself in positions last year where he was going to have a hard time finding success because the players that he was playing with didn't know where he was going to be on the ice. He seemed much more in control tonight, much more confident. Uh, I, I think the fact that he got to play a little bit with Strom at the end of last year, he feels confident playing with him. I thought Strom was very good tonight. Uh, he played to his strengths, as did Jujar. I thought Jujar had an excellent game. Uh, and, and then I looked on the, the page, he was 6-1 and one in face-offs too. So that, that's a, a bonus when you have Jujar out there, if Strome struggling between, uh, at the dot. So, no, I, I is a guy that he wants to gain confidence. He wants to feel good about himself. And a lot of young players that are offensive, they, they rate their games on stat sheets. And when you can look at your your stat sheet afterwards and see that you put a put you know a point or two up, it it, g- it gives you confidence going forward. So uh, it was a nothing game in the standings. No one's really going to care in December what the Oilers did in Game Two of the exhibition season. But it will mean a lot to a player like Apoliarvey that he either was able to score a goal early in his his first game as uh, for the Oilers this year that'll carry over through the rest of the preseason.
2: He had the opener tonight 9-10 into the game kind of a weak one on Anders Nielsen, mm-hmm. put one through the five hole. Puljujarvi involved in what turned out to be the winner from Caleb Jones 343 into the third. Strom with the only assist. We thought either Puli Yarvi, who went in there and, and delivered a body check to free the puck, or or Kara tapped it free to Strom. Whatever. I don't think they'll worry too much about that one. But good forecheck and a good finish there by Caleb Jones, who scored. Goaltending, a huge story last night. Uh, different guys in there. I mean, last night we saw Koskinen play and uh, didn't look great. Allowed three goals on 19 shots. The young goalie, Shane Starrett, took over in the third period, uh, stopped five of six. Uh, he'll he he'll be in the minors this year. Talbot starts tonight. Uh, made... <laughs> So I don't know if they count saves of the years for these. It'll probably be the save of the preseason. So with six minutes left in the first period, Robin Goldobin diving across to snatch the puck out of midair right on the goal line. Talbot uh, was solid, stopping. Uh, what did he wind up with? Uh, I got to read my scribbles. Twenty-two out of twenty-three, and then uh, Montoya was pretty busy mm-hmm. in the in the third period. Oilers uh, took some penalties that probably the coaching staff won't like, and Montoya stops thirteen of fourteen.
1: Well, the difference in the game it was goaltending. The Oilers got it; the Canucks didn't. Uh, Nielsen, I, I think it was three shots went through his five-hole. If you're playing against a big goaltender, that's a big. He's got a big five-hole. I mean, it's it's hard for him to keep his legs closed, The Oilers took advantage of it tonight. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks probably had more grade A scoring chances than I, than the Oilers did in the game, but the Oilers got the big saves when they needed it, and. Uh, Cam Talbot, if he plays what he's as he's capable of playing, as what we saw two years ago, the Oilers have a, a chance to win every hockey game. He's that good when he's on. And tonight we saw the the comfortable, calm, totally in control Cam Talbot, what we saw two years ago. Hopefully this is a sign of where his season's going to go. Oilers win at 4-2 tonight. I,
2: I thought we saw, Rob at various points throughout the game. And, you know, last night's roster was, you know, obviously for both teams, non-NHL rosters, more of a mix tonight. I thought we saw several moments today or sometimes in long stretches you saw the separation between the, the NHL guys, mm-hmm. the experienced guys, uh, or the guys trying to make the cut, or who are pretty much definitely bound for the AHL.
1: You did. I mean, the Oilers' best line should be the Strom line because of who they've got on it, and they were. Uh, you saw an experienced line with uh, Brodziak, Cassian, and Kajula, and, and they did their job, and they did it effectively. And then there was a, a drop-off. Uh, I thought the kids were good tonight. They weren't as good as last night, but they're playing tougher competition. And then there was a couple of players that were struggling. on the back end, you know, Garrison's on a PTO. He's here as an insurance policy in case, you know, some of the other signings don't turn out as well. And he's slow afoot. This is – the game has changed. It's evolved so quickly in the last couple of years. You need to have speed. Uh, on the back end, you've got to be able to have good lateral movement, but got to be able to turn quickly. And there's a couple times tonight he was caught. So uh, there is going to be, as we keep going forward in preseason, you're going to see even more separation because other teams are not—they're not just going to have you know six forwards and three defensemen dress. They're going to have ten and five of NHL-caliber players. So uh, I, I thought that the players that were supposed to be good tonight for the others were and the players that you think will be either released or playing in the minors look more like guys that are a step or two away from being in the NHL.
2: Tyler Benson, a uh, quieter game for him in terms of minutes. He did get an assist. He only played 10 and a half minutes. Now, he was not used to kill penalties. Yeah, and
1: that was huge tonight. The Canucks had a number of power plays. I think seven or eight power plays. Yamamoto played 14 and a half, almost
2: four minutes on the penalty kill, and uh, McLeod played just over 11 minutes, just a minute short-headed. So I, I think probably McClellan was not going to overuse them given the lineup mm-hmm. they had and, and then the penalties cut into that ice time as well and I mean, I'm going to quibble a little bit but you know, let's talk about the game uh, I mean the, the Oilers take a 3-1 lead early in the uh, the third period mm-hmm. they kind of weathered a storm and got out of the second period with a lead uh, I mean I, I just think Cassian, I don't care if it's preseason or not, Cassian can't take that.
1: No it's dumb it was a dumb penalty and it's, it's dumb penalties in the preseason aren't as important, but it's, it's something that the coaching staff will put in the back of their heads. They'll, they'll write that down, okay, took a silly penalty at an inopportune time. Now let's hope that this was a one-off and you, you make the mistake in preseason. But all of a sudden, game two of the regular season, if that happens again, well now you're going to put a bigger check mark, hey, you know what, is this going to become a pattern, is this going to become a, a bad habit? And that they will remember it, but uh and at that point, I mean they that's when Vancouver got their goal. they pulled within one because of the the silly penalty by cassian and then Rady again, a learning experience for him. you don't take a hooking penalty with a one goal lead in the third period in the opposition's end. You just can't get your stick up on that player because it's a risk reward uh you're risking taking a penalty for what you you. Get the puck. It's against the boards. You're by yourself in the offensive end. You're not getting get, getting anything out of it. So, Cassian, uh, he should know better. Raddy is going to learn from it.
2: And uh, Yerbeck took a penalty late in the game uh, as well. Kind of a nondescript game by him, I thought. And I mean, he's uh, he's in the top six right now. The way it shakes down, he has supposed to be. Track. Yeah,
1: <laughs> supposed to be. Uh, and again, uh, I mean, I I really knew nothing about this player. I know that he played in the National Hockey. What, how many games did he play last he played year? played like 26 last year. So, and he, he was signed. He's got the contract. So he would say he would have one step ahead uh, of the other guys that are trying for that number six spot. But really not noticeable tonight in any positive way. And then uh, the, the penalty he took was because he put an ill-advised puck on net with a guy standing in fr- right in front of him. And when you are... Uh, you know a safety valve or a defensive type defenseman you can't make those plays you, you make the easy play you dump it in the corner and let's work it down low so uh yeah i mean there's a couple of players that came in here that were in the last two games that have supposedly have spots on the team last night goaltending not a good start today Yerbeck how do you say Yer, Yerbeck 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 That's what i'm going with All right then i'm going to stick with it too <laughs> and again so he's a guy that's supposed to have a spot and not great what it does do other players see that. Montoya tonight goes, you know what? I'm not really completely out of this yet. I'm going to go and have a good game. And other defensemen are going to say, you know what? There's an opportunity. Like, a, like a Bouchard is going to say, hey, you know what? There is a spot here for me if I continue to play well.
2: Oilers win 4-2 in Vancouver. You can get us at 780-496-0063. You can text 636-30. Three stars in order. Raddy Pedersen and Puglia Yarvi. Pedersen dynamic for the Canucks tonight. We're going to give Cam Talbot the fourth star tonight just on the virtue of that unreal save he made in the first period. We'll get to your phone calls and post-game reaction. McClellan and Talbot are standing by. All ahead, Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre.
0: From the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center, this is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line
1: on Oilers Radio, six thirty. Chair
3: left corner, you've got Viega turning and shooting. I'm still like the backdoor feed. Did Talbot get that? He did an unbelievable glove save on Goldobin. Unbelievable.
2: Just larceny by Talbot tonight. That was with the Oilers up 1-0 in the first period. Canucks players were raising their arms in celebration. They put them down and shook their heads in disbelief. Talbot, good through two periods tonight. 22 saves. Montoya also good in the third. 13 saves. Oilers beat the Canucks 4-2. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reid Wilkins. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. 780-496-0063. We'll go to Robert online. Hello, Robert. Uh, hey guys, how's it going tonight? Good, 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 good. Uh I'll i to talk about first. I want to talk about Talbot? I thought, I thought Talbot was the, back to his the, his the usual self from two years ago. It's like the the uh, the pucks were hitting him, the pucks were sticking to him. His rebound control was good. And secondly, I want to talk about Raddy. I thought, I thought, I thought Raddy really stood out playing on another line besides Connor McDavid's.
1: Yeah, I think, I think you're right in both, uh, I think, that Cam Talbot, that's, when, he's, when he looks calm out there, when he looks in control, when he's it, not a lot of movement, he's just always in the right angles and everything just seems to suck into him. I know that uh, during the broadcast tonight, the Canuck commentators talking about one great opportunity that Canucks had that Talbot came flying out and took everything away and then just sucked the puck right into him. So Talbot, when he's on, it gives the Oilers a chance to win every single night. And tonight he was a difference in the hockey game. The Canucks, for a stretch, were outplaying the Oilers. Talbot stood tall, and then the the other end, Nielsen, lets in a couple weak ones. As for Raddy, I I think it's important for Raddy to have strong efforts when he's not saddled up beside Connor McDavid. It's confidence boost. And tonight Raddy was the best forward for the Edmonton Oilers, and that's good because he was on a line with two guys that, were really unnoticeable, and Raddy still was able to, to put together a pretty strong effort.
2: Yeah, he got put out there with a couple of young guys. I mean, Ostap Safin, he's hes a guy for the future. He only played 8.58 tonight. Cooper Marodi, the other player, played 12 and a half minutes. It had a couple of okay moments. Mm-hmm. I think he can get around the puck, but he'll have a lot to learn. And for Raddy too, and thanks for the call, Robert, good points. For, for Raddy too, you know, and this is the age-old thing, he, he, when he was in junior, and even in Bakersfield... You know, he's going to get chances or even be on the score sheet pretty much every game. And he's yes. on those high scoring Portland teams. Travis Green was his coach, now the Canucks coach. In, in the NHL, can you have an impact when you don't score? And, and, you know, I thought he was checking well tonight, jumped out there late in the game, was freezing the puck along mm-hmm. the wall, recognized, I uh, forget the hat trick, but I'm just going to kill the clock. So, little things like that, that's, I think, as much as anything, the key to him sticking around. Yeah, and the like long look, term. He'll be yeah. at the start of the year.
1: Yeah, but you know, also look at the goals he scored. The one was a, a mad scramble in front of the net. He's hanging around in front of the blue paint. The other goal was a four check. You know, a lot of guys will try and guess which way the defenseman's going to move the puck and try and uh, knock it out of the air. He just went right at the defenseman Hutton and, and stripped him. And then, not a lot of room. He goes in on a breakaway, he doesn't have a whole lot of room to make a move yet he has deft little touch with his hands and gets Nielsen just open enough to put the puck in. We saw Yamamoto score a wonderful goal last night, five-hole with great hands. And tonight, Raddy, who has good hands and just hasn't had the opportunity to show it at the National League level a lot. Well, tonight we saw it a couple times, so good on Raddy. It was a good start to the preseason for him.
2: 4-2 Oilers win it. We have Jamie at 780 Hey, Jamie. Hey, guys. I'm getting pumped up for the season here it's gonna be a good one um just a few questions i'm just like i'm a little worried about the schedule off the gate here and all the travel time and i just uh, i really worry about you know fatigue and just starting off bad with this with the teams we're playing on the road but and another concern is just uh I just worry about that we're just going to have the same thing as last year as far as just a lack of production from the defense, like getting involved, getting points, and I think, you know, in in two years ago when we did make it to the playoffs, we did have some guys were really chipping in from the back end, and it was like
1: a group effort to get points, and I just, I don't know, I don't see the production from the back end, but yeah, that's a fair question for sure, Jamie. Thanks. Uh, uh, first, uh, the schedule, the Oilers do have a tough schedule. Yep. They, they play very, very good teams to start the season, and they're playing on the road. Travel and everything. Yeah, yep. so it's going to be tough. They get through that unscathed. Well, then the Oilers are off to a good start. So, yeah, that is a worry, and I'm sure the Oilers' brass is going to do everything they can to make the travel schedule as easy as possible. As far as, the, as for the back end, they need Clef Bomb to be better. Yeah. They, they need offense at a cleft bomb. They need Darnell Nurse to continue a progression offensively. I don't think, and, and Reed's talked about it a lot, I don't think he's a 45-point type defenseman, but he's got to be able to finish plays. When he jumps up, because he leads a lot of rushes. Yep. So when he, he's got to be able to become a playmaker when he gets across the offensive zone. And then everything else is by committee. I mean, Benning's got to chip in. Uh, Larson's got to be a little bit more or give a little bit more. And one of the ways you do that is just jump up in the play. The Oilers have got offensive forwards. Get them the puck when they need the puck and then jump up into the play. But, yes, the Oilers, if you want to be a, a, a strong team, you've got to be able to have a fourth and fifth guy jump into the play to create offense. And the Oilers have shown that they've got guys that are capable, but they've got to do it with consistency, and they haven't shown that in the last, well, especially last year. 4-2.
2: 4-2. The Oilers win it tonight in Vancouver. Let's go back to Rogers Arena. Here's head coach Todd McClellan. game one?
0: Uh, no. Uh, we're much too early into the season here so we obviously are giving a number of players their first opportunity to play a game and we kept everything the same um, it's always nice to win uh, we realize it's the exhibition season but we're trying to to create some confidence in the group and uh, find ways to win games and uh, this group did a pretty good job tonight um, bit of concern in the, the number of penalties we took I thought we overtaxed our team uh, far too many times and it wasn't necessarily the penalties often the play leading to the penalty that caused it and um, we'll have to clean some of that stuff up Good night from both our goaltenders. I thought uh, Talbs was outstanding, and uh, Monty going in, uh, especially in the penalty kill situations, they moved the puck around pretty good, and uh, was happy for both of those guys. Uh,
3: what can you say about Ty Rattie's play tonight? chipped in with two goals and did a couple things away from the puck as well. I thought he
0: had a, a tremendous night along the boards, uh, which is good to see somewhere where he's going to have to play hard, and he did that. Uh, quite a responsible night on his behalf. Uh, you know, Probably the only negative was the hooking penalty, but uh, that can happen, um, so we're, we're happy for him. Uh, a number of our right wingers were challenged um, earlier in camp, and uh, almost all of them have responded. Talk
3: about that, uh, that first save that Talbot made there, though, when we just yeah. snatched that puck right
0: out of the other. He uh, he's a very quick goaltender. He never quits on anything, and, um, and that's evidence of that. Um, you know, to reach back and and at least give it a go. Uh, it ended up being a good thing for us. Uh, that gave us a little bit of life, uh, a little momentum in that, that part of the game, and um, he can do that. He's a tremendous goaltender.
3: Uh, when, when a guy like Talbot's dialed in like that, does that elevate the play of other guys on the bench as well?
0: It should. Um, you know, I consider him one of the leaders. Uh, we're not going to put a C or an A on a, on a goaltender, but uh, in my mind he wears one, and uh, he's a big, big part of the team. So... If he's doing the things that he uh, that he did tonight in the pipes, uh, the rest of the team has to react appropriately, and um, you know he can drive the the momentum or the pace or the spirit of our team sometimes with those types of saves. you had a lot of spark to him. You see a guy who just he's in a happy place right now. Well, another right winger that. Um You know, I've I've said this uh, to our group of media in Edmonton a a few times, I brought four or five of them in and mentioned to them uh, that there's not spots for all of them and they have to play, they have to compete, they can't wait. And uh, I think all of them have gone out and done a good job. Jesse had a real good game tonight. Not the goal aside, uh, he used his teammates well, created opportunities for other players, uh, used his big body to protect pucks. Um, you know, he looked confident. He looked like he was uh, enjoying the game, and that's important. The strategy of sort of pulling the reins on him a little bit, playing him further down the lineup. Um... Not pulling the reins. Uh, not playing him further down the lineup, playing with with somebody that he and uh, his sentiment have become comfortable with. And, um, you know, that's important. Uh, Stromer enjoys playing with him. Uh, yes, he feels good about uh, playing with, uh, with Stromer. And, uh, you throw JJ on that line, there's a couple big bodies on the wing. I, I thought they had a real good night. And um, it's not a uh, demotion by any means for Jesse. He's in a comfortable spot. Um... He's enjoying playing the game, and, and we're happy with him there.
3: Dating back to the rookie camp, uh, Ty Benz has been able to chip in offensively every game. What can you say about 49 tonight?
0: Well, those kids played well again. The, the circumstances they've had, and it was a bit of a test for them to uh, to play in Calgary last night. We had some playing issues, and he didn't get back until real, real late. Uh, and then come here and play a, a, even a Uh, a better team, uh, with all due respect to Calgary. They had a much more veteran-type team in their lineup, and uh, they passed the test again. So, uh, you know, not uh, to diminish what Tyler Benson did, but the three of them all played well. You're still in the middle of an evaluation process here. Do you have a sense yet of how many players you want to bring to Germany? Well, we'll bring our, our full roster. We'll bring 23 there, and I think we we get the opportunity to uh, to bring a spare goaltender along uh, in case something ever went wrong. But uh, we'll take 23, and and that's what we'll work towards as uh, next week approaches.
2: All right, that's Oilers head coach Todd McClellan. His team victorious tonight, 4-2 in Vancouver. Two goals for Tyratty, Caleb Jones, and Yessi Puglio. R.V. also scored. Cam Talbot was very good. You'll hear from him when we get back. Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Center.
0: This is the Canadian Brew House Overtime Open Line. Now from the Osmond Auctions Broadcast Center. Reed Wilkins on Oilers
2: Radio, six thirty. Chan. All right, it's eleven forty-eight. The Oilers have beaten the Vancouver Canucks four-two. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Really appreciate you tuning in. Once again, we have every Oilers game all season long on 630 Ched. Advantage Trailer Rentals Out of Town scoreboard looks like this Coyotes beat the Kings 4 2, and the Coyotes beat the Kings 4 3. Split squad.
1: No, yeah, it was a good night for the
2: Coyotes. Sharks over the Ducks 4 1, Sabres over the Penguins 3 2. Blue Jackets over Chicago, 4-1. Flyers 5, Islanders 1. Bruins 5, Capitals 2. Hurricanes beat the Lightning, 4-1. Toronto over Ottawa, 4-1. Stars beat the Blues, 5-3. Golden Knights over the Avalanche, 5-1. Hartford 6, Quebec 3.
1: <laughs> just want to see if anybody was paying attention Actually, to the I started with something and then I'm trying to see the screen. I can't see it for I'm like, really? Hartford played tonight, too? Well, I just was wondering if anybody's really
2: that enthralled by the preseason scores. So...
1: Uh, well, I do. I do check the box scores to see which players are scoring. I saw oh, Vegas yeah, Patcheri mean, scored in his in his debut let me put it with this Vegas. Way. There's and, probably
2: fewer. There's probably less gambling on the preseason games.
1: Well, less guy. Well, yeah, you think you
2: can do it on DraftKings? Well, it'd be tough to win. I you, mean, see, you have you might no not know idea. the lineup until Kings. like right before the game, where the goalie you're picking to win might only play 20 minutes or something like that. Uh, by the way, we're on Toya get the win tonight. Uh, what was the score going? Yeah, to be sure he would because it was two one. He was come on, was in net for the game winner. Okay, yeah, he went. They didn't even put it on the sheet though. But well, they didn't put the stars <laughs> on Jones the sheet either. Yeah. Are just like a, it's yeah, exhibition whatever. season, I don't care. Uh, our our audience is in mid-season form though. Here's a text from uh, Nick, who says, uh, "Do you consider the Strom, Kara Yarvi trio to be one that can stay together and be successful as a third line for the season, or do you see a guy like Yarvi moving up into the top six?
1: Oh, good question. Um Pugliarvi moving up will be dependent on how Raddy does on the first line, how Reader does on the second line. I don't think anything is set in stone. I think what Todd McClellan has, he has three pairings that he'd like to keep together. I don't. I think he likes Puliyarvi and we just heard him talk about it. I think he likes him with Strom. Uh, I think that uh, right now, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreissel, your first and second line centermen, see the ice as good as anyone in the league, mm-hmm. and probably better than almost anyone in the league. I don't know if, if Jesse is at that level yet, to be able to read plays the way they do it. Uh, when you play with Connor McDavid, for example, you don't have to think of what's gonna happen now, you gotta think what's gonna happen five seconds, 10 seconds right. ahead. Because Connor McDavid, he's, he's thinking of plays that he's going to make, and I'm not sure Yesi's there yet. I think they'd love Jesse to be a third line winger here, and if they could add offense from that third line, just think how much more successful this team is going to be. Connor McDavid's going to get they're going to get points every night. Leon Dreisselt has shown he's a point-to-player type of game. Now you throw in some offense on your third line, and to have offense on your third line, you need a goal scorer. And that's what they're hoping Pugliarvi going to be.
2: Oilers win at 4-2 tonight. Pugliarvi had one of the goals. Cam Talbot looked very good.
3: Here he is. I felt pretty good. Thought I controlled uh, controlled the game when I got a chance. Made it. Uh, uh, got out there, tried to help with the demon a lot. Um, they made some good calls, and the communication was good. So it's a lot of a lot of positivity heading into the first preseason game. I know there's an influx of youth, uh, different guys out there. Is there a little bit uh, of an adjustment playing with new guys in front of you? Uh, there's always a bit of an adjustment, but I think that you know the first four or five days of camp, everyone's kind of got on the same page here, and you see the there's still some, uh, there's some chemistry building already, and you know I thought that we played a pretty solid game against uh, what was mostly an NHL lineup on the other side. Gotta ask you about the save. Uh, just to break it down for us. What were you thinking? Desperation. <laughs> reached my glove out and and just. You know, take away something. And, uh, you know, you don't want to use those up in preseason, but uh, at the same time, uh, you know, it's a good confidence building moving forward. So, um, you know, it's a, it's a big save in the first period there and um, kind of settled myself down from there, so it was nice.
2: All right, yeah, Talbot, an incredible save. Uh, you'll see that on all the highlight reels overnight and in the morning if you haven't seen it already. already. It's uh, certainly on the NHL and Oilers Twitter accounts, so you can look at it there. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown, and a text here, uh, what position on the blue line is up for grabs? This texter says he has Clefbaum with Larson, Nurse with Benning, Russell with question mark as the pairings. Only one of Bear or Bouchard are over in Europe to start the year, right? Okay, well, I mean, uh, Yerbeck's t- going to be around. He, he, uh, I mean, not a spectacular game tonight, but I think think he'll be around.
1: He's got the contract.
2: And um, I would think, And Bouchard, I think, is is. I know he's younger than Bear, but I think he's he's just flat out better, better than Bear.
1: Oh, much better, much better. So
2: he might get the nine-game audition.
1: He, he might, and and he's got. Yeah, well, I mean, Bear's got the offensive upside too. I, I Bear's going to be in the minors, in my mind. That's where he's going to be. Bouchard may go over to Europe, and probably will go over. And to they Europe And they could take 8D. Yep. Yeah, and probably will. I am. I, I don't know. I mean, there's question marks. I mean, there's some players that we've seen in the first uh, two games have played themselves. Off of the radar, we saw last night. I thought Aberg has played himself off of the the radar. Uh, I thought tonight Garrison uh, has fallen a little bit behind yeah, other he's players. In he's in tough with his PTO. Um, and Gravel's in the mix to be a six, seven, eight D. Well, and and we've seen both of them play now. And Gravel's been was the better of the two between him and Garrison. So uh, I I don't th- I think right now the question mark is probably the right. S- um, person slotted in as the number six defenseman because I'm not sure the, the Oilers know who exactly who's going to be in the roster I know who's going to be on the team Yerbeck yeah. will but will he be yeah does does he play the first, day, first game of the season and no. we got to see Bouchard against
2: real competition better competition yeah. and why not find that out yeah and uh, and then Gravel too. I mean, obviously, we told the story last last night about. Uh, I mean, he played last year, but I, I still think he was feeling the effects of a, a summer battling Crohn's disease. So he's feeling a little better. Mm-hmm. So and then if you have eight D, so that would put that would put Yamamoto in the minors mm-hmm. and Aberg in the minors or or trade uh, or whatever. I, 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 and Upshaw I, I, slash Kajula as your thirteenth forward right now. If assuming Upshaw gets through his P- PTO,
1: yeah, you're right, and that's with a sh- Chase not even being in the mix. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it will be interesting, and there are a few more games for these guys to prove they can or they cannot play. So it it's tough, but yeah, I, I think question mark is probably the strongest. Uh, that th- that is. I, wh- I would say to
2: that texture, it wouldn't. <sighs> I mean, again, we're speculative, but 8-D eight, eight, eight to Europe is totally within the realm of possibility. 13 forwards, 8-D, and then they're allowed to take three goals. Yeah,
1: and having a Yamamoto start the season in the minors instead of over in Europe, it's not going to hurt him, it's not going to hurt the team, especially because they're only playing one game over in Europe. One, lead One game. regular season, yeah. yeah. So you can Yamamoto can go up and down as much as you want. So Yamamoto, I believe, is going to start the season in the minors.
2: All right, Oilers win it tonight, four-two over the Vancouver Canucks. You can get more on six thirty, ched.com. Stoffer has Oilers now from noon to two tomorrow. I'll have inside sports from six to eight. Uh, more on the Oilers and of course the Eskimos who are back to work, getting ready for Saturday's game in Ottawa. Next Oilers broadcast Thursday night, home to Winnipeg, five thirty face-off show. Game will start at. Seven. Big thanks to our studio producer, Kellen Kennedy. Big thanks to you for tuning in tonight. Always a pleasure to speak with you. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. This has been Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line from the Osmond Auction Broadcast Centre. Sleep well.